Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's good, Internet? It is April 20th, 2017, hashtag Weed Week, and you're listening to the Syrupcast, a podcast where we help you, the listener, speculate weed stocks. Our lie. If you've not tuned into the Syrupcast before, it's a weekly podcast where we talk about tech in Canada, specifically as it relates to mobile technology. I'm joined this week by. Boy, I'll leave him for last. First, we have. Patrick or. What's good, Shawshank McGillicuddy? I'm good. How are you, Igor? I'm good. Thank you. Mobile Sierra publisher and owner, Ian Hardy. What was my name last last week? The older version of. Uh, you're old, uh, older reliable. Older reliable, yes. Yes. I'm very well, thanks. Thank you for joining us, old I'm reliable. Glad. Thank you for having me. Uh, and last but certainly not least, uh, the man I tend to forget, but the one who's always helping us run such a great site, Zach Gilbert. Hey, how's it going? Not too bad. How are you, Zach? Good, good, good. Uh, so this week we're talking about the S8, uh, the SAIT, as some might call it, and we're going to talk about uh, Andy Rubin's new essential smartphone and how it relates to the SAIT. If but it for- exists. If it exists, who knows? But first, some royalty-free beats. So welcome back. Um, the essay, Patrick, you reviewed it for us. I reviewed it, yeah. I spent Give me a, the Coles notes. I spent a long weekend with it. Um, I like it. I think it's a really good phone. It's probably the nicest looking Android phone that I've ever used. Mm-hmm. I love the design of it. There are downsides to it, though. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the issues that I found was that because it's so skinny, it's easier to hold. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Gorilla Glass 5... The entire body's glass, for those who don't know, it kind of makes the phone a little more slippery. Mm-hmm. And I found that, I, I think you guys saw me drop it once at the office. I dropped it on a couple other occasions at home. Mm-hmm. Um, just because if your hands are a little sweaty and, mm-hmm. and you happen to touch the glass, it quickly and very easily slides out. Um, but it's one of the first phones to, if not the first phone, um, I'm sure someone will correct me, uh, to feature the Snapdragon 835. It's mm-hmm. crazy powerful. I didn't run into a single instance of lag. Uh, the new version of TouchWiz isn't as intrusive as it once was a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. It looks great. It's kind of pared down significantly. Um, there's there's a lot to like it, uh, like about it. The the pros definitely significantly outweigh the cons. And then mm-hmm. there's there's Dex. We just got a Dex stock in, mm-hmm. so I'm going to be doing a story about that. That's sort of Samsung's answer to Windows Continuum and. And other, I think Zach mentioned another company that tried to do that oh, a couple forever, of years ago. It was forever ago. Uh, the Motorola, sorry, Motorola Moto Blur. And that yeah, was, had it was a, like a, it was a laptop that had a dock in it. And he oh, so it was the other around. It. Interesting. Yeah. So that, that's what this is. Off. It's like, it's like this uh, little dock, little circular puck shaped dock that you drop the S8 into and it uh, allows it to appear on a monitor. You can hook like a Bluetooth keyboard up to it or a USB keyboard and gives you this kind of desktop interface. Mm-hmm. Which I think for many is is kind of the dream to have a device that does everything, right? Like it's their cell phone, but also um, they 
they're writing a story on their way to work. They're working on a spreadsheet. They come into work. They drop it in, continue that same experience while they're at work. Mm-hmm. I think that's a dream. I don't know if any company has been able to, to do it yet. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm hoping Samsung can. I played around with it a little bit today. It's definitely cool. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, uh, it all it's all going to come down to app support. Uh, so would you say uh, if someone were to come up to you and ask you to what phone they should get, uh, would you say the S8? So I, I was talking uh, a little bit about this with Rose early, earlier this week. I really like the way the S8 looks, but I also love the aesthetic of the G6. And that was mm-hmm. not something, uh, not the opinion that I held when I first saw the phone. Mm-hmm. It's grown significantly on me. Um, I think it's probably one of the nicest looking phones that LG's ever released. I actually kind of like it a little more than the G6. It's, it's pretty close. Mm-hmm. But for me, as someone who cares about specs somewhat it'd be really hard for me to recommend the g6 to anyone simply because it has the snapdragon 831 Mm -hmm. uh, whereas the s8 has the 835 right so you're almost i know it's slightly cheaper than the s8 uh, about 200 dollars or so in canada um but you're essentially buying like last year's hardware and a really nice looking device if you were to get the g6 whereas the s8 features Mm -hmm. the fancy new stuff so zach the question Okay, so say your point and then I'll ask. Yeah, I was going to say, like, yeah, you're buying last year's hardware, I guess. But mm-hmm. is anyone going to notice a performance difference no. between the two? So that's the thing. Like, most people don't care. It doesn't yeah. matter to them, right? The average person doesn't care. But a lot of our readers on the site that are really into specs. So it, it would depend on who I was talking to, right? Like, if it's someone who's really into specs, I'd be like, you got to get the S8 because the G6 looks great. Cool looking phone. Pretty awesome looking screen. Same weird very interesting and actually adds a lot to the experience aspect ratio uh as the g g6 though uh, as the s8 though slightly different but because it doesn't have that processor it's hard for me to recommend that to someone like that but it's like the if you look at the consumer base it's such a small percentage i think would be the people who will be like oh it has an eight you know 835 or whatever processor it has Mm -hmm. um the issue will come down to is what the store the representative in the store is doing right if they're a techie person and they're looking at the specs then they're gonna be like no you don't want this this has last year's processor and that's where that issue will come into play yeah great point uh so as someone who i would say is kind of an ardent iphone user um, is there enough in this phone to kind of get you to reconsider that position? And if not, why? Like, what what is, in your opinion, like missing from this phone that kind of has uh, that the iPhone has that magic sauce? As it, it runs yeah. Android, is yeah. The well, problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My my um, my slogan, I guess, is the fundamental flaw is it runs Android. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that's me joking. You know, I've used Android before, and it's a great platform. Mm-hmm. Um, not for me, but... Not for <laughs> um, no, That's fair. And, and it's not for everybody, right? So that's why we've got multiple platforms, which is great. Um, but from a core aspect, like, the phone has everything. Mm-hmm. Visually, I'm not a fan of... Um, the housing and how the screen came together, mm-hmm. how they're pushing for this bezel-less design. This is the S8 or the yeah, G6? The or both, both of them are kind of the same thing. Yeah, but I find that, that um, the G6 does it to a lesser extent. Well, you know, it's not curved, right? Right. So they tried to still go for the bezel-less from mm-hmm. smashing my Apple Watch on the desk. Um, but uh, I find that the G6 does it to a lesser extent, um, that it looks a little bit better. Um, but from hardware spec on both sides, like the S8 um, has Bluetooth 5.0, mm-hmm. 
Like mm-hmm. it's got everything. So with 5.0, you can connect two devices, audio devices at once and play music at both places. Um, I think the issue where for me um, is just that there, I'm in the Apple ecosystem, right? So iMessage is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Um, during the Rogers S, uh, you know, SMS outage that happened last week, um, it didn't affect me too much because I just, you know, everyone iMessage. has an iMessage. I heard that from iPhone, a lot right? of people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when we're seeing it on Twitter that they're having this issue, I didn't notice it. Mm-hmm. Um, where something you notice on an Android because you're using that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it has everything. It's just doesn't have the core things that an iPhone has, like iMessage and the ecosystem that would cause mm-hmm. me to go into that phone. The G6 design is like, it doesn't look as futuristic as the S8. But to me, when I was I was looking at it, when Rose is working on her review right now, it kind of reminds me of like a fancier version of, of the Pixel in some mm-hmm. ways, like a flashier version of it. It even has like the same antenna bands running around it and stuff like that. Um, and I think that's something I didn't kind of observe about the phone when you did your initial hands-on. Well, it has the fingerprint sensor in the right place. Yeah, that's, that's a big for Android, yeah, you know, yeah. in the back and the middle, that's but true. it's not to the right-hand you, side. You hate that, though. I hate that. Yeah, well, a fingerprint sensor on the back of a phone is horrible. We've seen those, you know, renders of Apple devices, and a joke that it said that would make me not use an iPhone anymore, but that's a lie. But I, um, so, if it comes with it, would you use it? I, yeah, like I would. would, it, would I, you, <laughs> you joked to me the other other day that you'd switch to BlackBerry. Yeah, I'd go to, <laughs> back, I'd, to, I'd go to Z, back to black. Yeah, Z thirty. I I four year old device. <laughs> I'm on the other side with that. Like I really enjoy having phones that have back fingerprint sensors because I don't leave my phone on my desk in the same way that a lot of people do. It's often sitting in my pocket. So when I slide my finger in and I pull it out, I'm touching the fingerprint sensor like right away as soon as I slide it into my pocket. You can't. This is great radio. But you can't see uh, Zach's like look, He's almost <laughs> look of like despair and but, angst. But and... with the fingerprint sensor on the back, you just get used to it because there wasn't a fingerprint sensor on the home screen of the uh, home home button on the iPhone before, right? No, but so you could, you'll just get used to it. Just you have could it. Unlock it and push it. Unlock and enter your code. Where like if they remove the whole home button, right? Mm-hmm. Like how do you unlock your phone? Like yeah, we have lift to wake. But okay, so for an, uh, the S8, picture this: you're jamming to some tunes, brushing your teeth, or whatever. Mm. You know, you just everything's going. Things. Oh, then some like really bad music comes on. Taylor Swift. So, <laughs> and you want to change that song? Well, like, that's one you, of the. But you don't have to unlock the phone. No, to but change no, my the hands song. are wet because I was. I don't know. Well, the toothpaste is dripping on my hands. And use Alexa, Google Home to switch music. All right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so um, Apple's version of it. But, yeah. No, with the, with the music too loud, you can't really do Just with the home you, button, something on the front, mm-hmm. you can... Alexa can still hear you. It works. <laughs> I do it all the time. Uh, so, Pat, uh, and I guess, you know, Ian, um, is this, you know, the future of phones? Is this what every phone's going to look like going forward? The sort of aspect ratio? Well, thing? just the aspect ratio, the bezel-less display. You're shaking your head, Ian, so... I I, I think the, uh, the Galaxy S8... It's this awkward eight, 18 by 9 is that what it is? Uh, it's 18 by, by 5 5 18 by, by 9 Yeah, 18.5 by 9 So yeah. it's just long and narrow Yeah, it's 18 uh, by 5 by 9 um, So I guess so I guess that's the direction that Samsung's is going Is that the right? direction you want phones to go? No, it just feels yeah. uncomfortable and long mm-hmm. I like it because it um, I mean, I don't have extremely small hands but uh 
my my girlfriend Tasia, who was featured in my S8 video, holding the phone for me sometimes. She found it very comfortable to hold the S8 Plus, uh, and she has relatively small hands. Mm-hmm. So I think that sort of screen to bezel ratio, even though it's taller, and that's something that Ian didn't like. Um, I think it allows more screen to fit in a, in, in a smaller body, and I think that's great mm-hmm. for people with smaller hands. But I must say that coming from an iPhone uh, 5, a Galaxy S5, iPhone 6, iPhone 7 now, uh, the progression of screen display getting larger and larger, again, that takes habit to get used, yeah, used to it. Sure. Yeah. So eventually the, the discomfort that I have with the S8 display Will become comfortable. It'll the, become normal the more I look at it. Well, I, I didn't. I, I think I wrote about this at one point. I, I didn't used to like large phones. I I only used very small, like, I guess five inches and, and smaller yeah. devices. And then when I started using the iPhone six plus, I think it was, I found it very difficult to go back when I when I hold a phone that's smaller. Um, like you're saying, it feels uncomfortable. Something feels off about it. I feel like yeah. there's not enough screen real estate. My thing with the S8 and, and with the longer screen when I was using it is that I find it hard to reach the top of the phone Yeah. with one hand. Like it doesn't have, it has that where you can swipe up from the corner and you can kind of make the screen a little smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, but where Apple has reachability where you double tap the or double touch the home button, it brings mm-hmm. the whole screen down. Yeah. Um, I found it funny, a reader comment was like, you know, due to evolution, we'll have 25% longer fingers in the future because <laughs> the phones. phones will just get longer. Well, longer. that's one of the issues, too, with the, the I guess, the, I'm looking at a photo of it right now, which is which is great radio and, and yeah. podcasting, uh, where the fingerprint sensor is located right beside the camera. I mean, I don't think that would be that much of an issue if the phone didn't have this strange aspect ratio because yeah. you would be able to reach it. Right. But even me, and like, I don't have small hands. I don't think I have big hands. I think I probably have normal sized hands. I had to like claw my finger around to yeah. actually reach it, mm-hmm. um, which caused me to never use the fingerprint scanner. I was always using the facial recognition to log into the phone. Mm-hmm. I think Apple should put the fingerprint sensor on the Apple logo. <laughs> Just make it part of it. That's, they could yeah. integrate it in so, a way. Yeah. Well, the, the schematics that have been online is that it's going to be below it in the middle. So your finger would be kind of like this weird sort of uncomfortable. Yeah, as that's true. as uh, so Zach they and put it on the Apple logo. Ian hold up their phones in another yeah. great display of radio. Yeah. Yeah. But if well, if the finger if the fingerprint sensor is on the Apple logo, it would not only so continue I think, to embed people's minds with Apple's the best thing in the world. Sure. So I think the thing with to keep in mind I with that bad. fingers that <laughs> schematic is that it's kind of a worst case scenario, right? Like for yeah, Apple I, I as with Samsung the you know, the kind of push is to integrate it into the display. That might not be possible in 2017. Um, I mean, it would be somewhat disappointing in Apple's case because their thing has always been like, well, if no one else can do it, we can do it, right? Like when, you know, when the Retina screen iPhones came out, like that was crazy for the time, right? Like no one was pushing displays with that many pixels in a smartphone um, and they somehow got the economies of scale to work. Uh, With this... We'll see. Well, and Apple's yeah. developed their own sensor, right? So, yeah. you know, Samsung was using somebody else's. Synaptics, to, yeah. Yeah, trying to integrate it where mm-hmm. if, you know, if anyone at this point in the game could mm-hmm. do it, like if they're developing their own sensor, then they may have the, the one up to do so. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, Ian, how do you think the, um, you know, how do you think this phone does? The it, S8. It does, does, does. It does, is does. Okay. What yeah. do you mean? How do I think it does? How do you think it's going to sell? Is it going to be like oh, the most sell. popular mm. phone this year? And uh, if not, Android why? Wise, yes. Yeah. Hands down. 
Mm-hmm. And why do you say that? Because uh, I think Samsung will do their do what they do best and push it dramatically. Mm-hmm. It's gonna sell like crazy. It yeah. it's the type of phone that you it look like I described it as a device that looks futuristic. Um, it's not a crazy step above the S7. Uh, it's a crazy step above the S6 because that was a totally different design. But I think for someone who wants a new phone, they walk into a carrier store and they see this, it's going to stand out from the other devices and that's going to make them want to buy it. Zach, what's your take on it? I actually think like the A5 may do fairly well. Yeah, um, sure. Just because where price points are going right now, it's a good price. plans and, and uh, with handset prices. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of carrier reps pushing the A5. Um, and I think it actually may give the S8 around for its money in terms of sale quantity. Scale, right? yeah, yeah. Um, the best accessory for the S8 that will sell is the bumpers. If you haven't seen those. Oh, they're so the so top and bottom <laughs> things? Oh, my God. They're, they're so stupid looking. I don't understand them at all. If you I'm, don't know what that is, just Google um, S8 bumper case, and it's just hilarious. I mean, that's something that's been kind of an issue with uh, every phone since the S6 Edge Plus, or Edge, sorry, um, that... There's not been really great cases for no. those. Well, you can't the, get life proof and stuff yeah. like that because of the curve. Because of the curve. There's yeah. decent cases that you can get for, for curved screen phones. For me, as someone who buys cases all the time, you can't find a screen protector that doesn't suck because you need a glass one that has curved edges. Mm-hmm. And they often are either bad or they don't fit the phone or there's a bunch of manufacturers that sell ones that don't even cover the curved edges. Mm-hmm. So you put this like slab of glass on your phone and yeah. then you have these like side wow. things. It's horrible. I mean, glass pr- screen protectors over look horrendous, and that just sounds like no, a nightmare fuel. No, no. Glass, yeah. ones, glass ones are the bomb. Even, they, they are. Even he'll agree with me. If I was to go, I'd go no screen protector, but yeah. if you're going to go with one, go with the glass yeah. one. Yeah. Um, so moving on, uh, we also saw, uh, it's been a com- couple weeks in the making, excuse me, um, Andy Ruman, the founder of Android. He has a new company. It's apparently called Essential, though we don't know yet. It's made up of 40 people, many of them former Google and Apple engineers, and they're working on a new smartphone. And this smartphone is supposed to compete not only with the S8, but the G6, the Pixel, as well as the iPhone. Uh, and we saw a teaser of it. Uh, I know, great, uh, great radio, but we'll make sure to embed it into the post. And essentially, it looks a lot like the G6. It has bezel-less display. Um, we had some leaks, uh, some specs leak, uh, 835 processor, four gigabytes of RAM. Um, not sure about the screen. 18-inch screen. That's 18 what I heard. Prototype, <laughs> yes. I heard that uh, there was an 18-inch screen. Yeah, it's great when benchmarks meet prototype devices because <laughs> then things, that's where the magic happens, yeah. as it were. Um, yeah, I mean, besides that, there's supposed to be some kind of focus on AI, as we've seen with a lot of phones. So hopefully something more useful with Bixby, which, you know, Patrick didn't mention, but the consensus yeah, seems to be it's pretty useless. Uh, <laughs> yeah, more. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Or less. I mean, 
I don't, I don't want to take you off the essential yeah. thing, but to circle back to Bixby, I think there's potential there, but it obviously wasn't ready mm-hmm. for launch because Bixby Voice is the core of what Samsung wants Bixby and to be, and it's it's not, not there, there and who knows when it's going to come out. Yeah, so uh, the other thing is a proprietary connector that may allow for some kind of Moto Z functionality where you can plug and play certain uh, accessories. Um, so I guess to start, the question I have uh, for each of you in turn is, what is your kind of impression of this device? Because I, I think this is, you know, if we look back, this is like, you know, Andy Rubin. This is pretty big deal in the grand scheme of things, you know, doing something. I think it, I think it's cool. Um, I welcome any manufacturer that wants to come to the game, to the crowded Android market and do something mm-hmm. that's different. Uh, I think the only other company recently that comes to mind uh, that obviously isn't like the Pixel and Google, which is a mm-hmm. different story, is Nextbit. Yep. That phone was really interesting looking. It was very unique. It had bright colors. I, I've never used one, so I don't know how reliable in terms of performance and stuff like that and, and durability, mm-hmm. but it looked like a different type of phone. Like if yeah. I was the, an average consumer and I wanted a phone that was different that I could like, I guess, be proud to show my friends like, hey, this phone's different. It's not the same as your slab of black plastic. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be it. So I, I'm hoping that the essential doesn't look like every other phone that that's on the market. That's what mm-hmm. I want out of it. I don't want it to just be a spec powerhouse because we already have those devices. We already have the S8, um, like Sony's coming out with the the XZ. All these phones are going to have really high end specs. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that this is sort of a marriage of both things. Like it's different looking and has high specs. Mm-hmm. Ian, uh, it sounds based on what you're saying, based on what has been online, it sounds like this is going to be for the uber android user mm-hmm. yeah um it's not the everyday consumer mm-hmm. um and i do like the fact that they're doing something different whatever that difference is whether it's ai mm-hmm. but how different can it be if google if it's running android mm-hmm. and google already has those services we talked yeah. about this a few weeks ago mm-hmm. like why does everyone try and do something different when when something is already working and working really well mm-hmm. so what what will this do besides being Andy Rubin, um, what we'll bring to market that's mm-hmm. really different, unique, and also yeah. if the price point's like really low, mm-hmm. then, that that would be cool. Yeah, then the adoption rate would be higher or more acceptable, and then more people can work on it. Like if it's mm-hmm. a one plus three T style price yeah, point where it's totally. a little over five hundred bucks, that would be, I think, a, a pretty yeah. big mm-hmm. game changer. Zach, um, so I think the 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 issue that it may have is kind of similar issue with the whole S eight. Uh, G6, you know, processor-wise, spec-wise, that consumers, you know, we know who Andy Rubin is, right? Mm-hmm. But the average consumer is not going to. And if this isn't a carrier-supported handset, mm-hmm. you know, how much support can it get? We've seen that with, like, the next bit, Robin. We've seen that, you know, um, with the OnePlus who actually was able to break out and break away from it. But mm-hmm. um, there's other manufacturers that have tried this type of model. Mm-hmm. And and the question lies, like, who is their target market? And, like, what is their purchase model going to be? Yeah. So the thing I would say is, you know, we don't know enough about this phone yeah. at this stage in the game. But I will say, you know, like, I think, you know, what you said a couple of weeks ago when, you know, Kickstarter is not a distribution right. network, yeah. right? And the essential fact of, excuse the pun, of Nextbit is that, they're no longer in the game, right? They it was one and done, and now they were they were bought out by Razer. They're gonna come out with like a Razer Alienware Nextbit phone that has like the Alienware logo, and it's gonna and be it green looks, and have flashing lights on it. It would look very gaudy. Yes. Yes. Um, 
so the follow-up question I have is, you know, this this late uh, into the game, does even a company that's you know founded by a guy like Andy Rubin have a chance to set itself up, uh, up apart from the rest of the kind of Android scene? I think I think the OnePlus analogy is really really great because um, when OnePlus came out, it was the marketing was good, mm-hmm. rather sexist at some point, but good. Mm-hmm. Um, but to survive three four devices down the line, mm-hmm. that is probably unheard of it these days. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. independently. They did. Um, they did other cool marketing too, sort of combative with the iPhone and stuff like that. Yeah, like the Never Settle campaign was yeah. great. They had, like when I say sexist, there there was a few. Campaigns. There was a selfie one that was yeah, really yeah, that stupid. Was, that, that yeah. stuff was so bad. Yeah. Um, but it depends upon what their strategy is and marketing is, because mm-hmm. they have enough cash. Well, Andy Rubin has enough cash to to make it go mm-hmm. for a certain amount of time. I don't think he's going to go crazy on it and this is the next big thing it's a thing that is unique mm-hmm. and if you market it that way it'll slowly build momentum and mm-hmm. but i think i think it may be an ai play or maybe uh augmented reality play too mm-hmm. so so specific follow-up for you ian you know as an entrepreneur yourself what do you think you know andy rubin he started android google bought it uh, and it's really interesting to me that he left Google to make another Android phone, right? So what do you think, what was kind of the, what was going on in his head? Like, where do you think he's coming from with this? Like, why start a company like this? If well, you were, let's say you were in the same situation. So if I left Android, there'd be, a, or if I left Google, there'd be a reason because I got stalled on a project for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I would need to leave at a certain point mm-hmm. based on a contract that I would have. And I can only enter the market again after a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. And this is probably that certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. So now he's probably doing what he wants. And he has a venture fund. Mm-hmm. I think it's like $100 million. Mm-hmm. Um, that's helping him build this, whatever he's building. Mm-hmm. Okay, so to turn back to great answer, to turn back to you guys. So yeah, do you think this phony, like does even Andy Rubin have a chance in the market uh, as it is now? I think I think the one OnePlus has become a moderate success. Uh, mm-hmm through unique, sometimes not very great marketing, but other times really great. So, I mean, I think there's space in there for uh, another phone that maybe doesn't have direct relationships with the carriers and has like a unique offering, whether it's high-end mm-hmm. specs or, or a device that looks different and has this key thing that makes people want to get it because it's different and unique and they want to show it off to their friends. Um, I I don't know if it's going to be like, it's, it's not going to like take over the S8 or all these other android manufacturers that have huge shares of the market but i think there's still like some of the pie left to grab in this sort of very specific segment mm-hmm. that goes after a very specific market mm-hmm. zach i think it's yet to be seen um mm-hmm. it's super crowded market uh with one plus the success they had they had it was like an exclusive device right they used that uh, lottery system then they had mm-hmm. some great um oh i forgot about the lottery system yeah and that's really where it all started that, right that, oh, was, that totally, was so annoying that's totally, yeah but mm. it's it's why oh. they, I, you know i think i truly uh, think that's why they are it's where they true are. i got i got into the lottery and i had a ticket to get one and, and then, i and i didn't need a new phone at all no but i thought that i should just because i got the ticket i didn't <laughs> but i had that feeling and i think a lot of people were like that too and then to get one you you know if you had a friend that had one already then yeah. you know you can share that and just that viral aspect of the marketing campaign just you know took foothold and went so forward the funniest thing they did in my opinion is they released an iphone case a success case yeah, I remember and that. It not only did it come with the oneplus logo on it 
but it came with an invite for the OnePlus yeah. 2 <laughs> so that you Pe- could buy it. People were even selling invites online for $200, $300 at the height of the one, the first OnePlus's one yeah. popularity. I remember like I decided that I wanted one. I don't remember how I got an invite, but I decided that I wanted one and I was looking at like buying an invite. And when I look back, I was just caught up in the hype, but it, it seems crazy mm-hmm. to, to want to buy an invite to buy a phone yeah it's like you're spending money to then spend more money on something that mm-hmm. is crazy and they've been able to continue that whether you know you or i or anyone here thinks that logan paul i believe is was in one of their marketing campaigns oh is it um in the jet fighter play yeah. Yeah. thing with unboxing but it's like they've been able to capitalize on these things each and every time to to gain that market share right so and without carrier support so if he can do it if andy rubin can do it it's going to be super hard and uh, kind of all the luck and we'll kind of see where there's with it, where it plays out yeah. the next couple of months. All right. So um, as we move towards the end of the podcast, just one last question for you guys. If you were to now enter the Android market, what would you, what kind of, what do you think kind of a unique phone needs to have? Like what is the one thing you want to see Android manufacturers push? Android manufacturers are all manufacturers. Uh, whether it's Android, you know what? Oh, my! What are smartphones essentially missing today, in your opinion? Uh, me personally, uh, I drop my phone a lot, and I have cases, and I have kids who use my phone and drop my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Corning is working on something, whereas anti-smudge, anti-germs, mm-hmm. um, or even the glass, or something doesn't shatter because devices are becoming um, all glass, all metal. Mm-hmm. They scratch easy, they break easy. So if there was something that can be wickedly fast self-healing, lack lacking germs, anti-smudge, mm-hmm. that'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. I think I just want a phone that looks different. I, I think the S8 is the first device in a long time that kind of excited me just with, with the way it looks and its aesthetic. But even with that said, it, it's not that different than the S7. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cool, but I think that cell phones need or, or smartphones, I guess, need that next jump, that next leap. And I, I don't know what that next leap is, but I want a device that looks unlike what we've, we've seen in the past. So the question I would ask for that, uh, and sorry to extend the podcast, everyone, but, um, you know, your laptop has essentially looked the same for the past 20 years, more, you know, and well, I don't see, I don't hear you well, being like, God I, damn it, Igor. I would argue that laptops aren't the same as they mm-hmm. were for the last 20 years. We have two in one devices now, right? Mm-hmm. They may That's fair, yeah. look similar form factors, but they work in a very different way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know. I think, I think maybe, maybe what I actually want then is two things. I want a device that looks different and, and sort of works different. I think I was initially very critical of Dex. Like, I, I don't know if that is marketed to me. Mm-hmm. But the more I think about it, uh, the more I think that maybe that's the future of how we're going to use things. That's the one device that we're going to have. We're going to have this thing in our pocket that is like this all glass holographic sphere or something that we plug into our desks. And that's how we're going to continue working. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you're right that even even with two in ones, they still look similar. They still mm-hmm. have that same form factor. But I think that there's some innovation that can still be still be done there to some extent. For sure. But the, the problem is, is like I'm, I'm not a designer. I don't mm-hmm. know what that is. I think uh, we're starting to move towards something with these bezel-less displays. Mm-hmm. But I would like them to actually be bezel-less and not just marketing talk. Mm-hmm. Um, because while that's what, S, what what Samsung's pushing with the S8, it's not actually bezel-less. There's still a little tiny bezel there. Mm-hmm. I think it would be cool to see a device that is just a screen. That's, mm-hmm. that's it, just totally a screen on the front. Um, 
So maybe that's specifically what I want in terms of design. Mm-hmm. Zach? Um, so the one thing I'd say would be with the onset of all this IoT stuff, right? Like mm-hmm. connecting your phone to anything. If you have, you know, listeners listeners or anyone here, like if you have an, a smart home product, like how much of a pain is it connecting your phone to it, you know, and, and anything really. So it's the worst as these, as both markets and our smartphone market and our, you know, smart home market continue to grow, there's going to be more and more devices and more things. And I just want them to work easier. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, the phone looks great. The phone works. The battery life's cool. Okay. It could get better. But, you know, even connecting to a Bluetooth headset, it's just, you yeah. know, Apple's kind of gotten it a little bit with their AirPods. Um, where you flick it open and it kind of just works. The what's the chip called? The X, the M one, M one, M one. No, M one is motion processor. Um, right. It's the um, uh, actually, I, I thought it was the A ten, but that's that's the actual processor in the yeah. phone. Mm-hmm. It's maybe E one. It's the W one chip. W one. Yeah. yeah, it was a leather and a number. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's but it, it's is. just like even connecting to Philips Hues or LifeX light bulbs or the Aurora panels and stuff. It's just it takes so many steps and there's a long time. And I think that's kind of slowing the adoption of smart home stuff because the average consumer, you know, they'll, they'll hit a roadblock and they'll get frustrated and they'll just take the product back. So mm-hmm. you're, you're saying that you want innovation on the software side of things. Well, it's software hardware, you know, it's just somebody to make an actual, you know, smart home alliance where everyone's a part of and not just, you know, Samsung and then over there is Apple and Google or whatever. Mm-hmm. And just make these products work together. I like this utopian world. Yeah. Yes. Just like the universal remote. Yeah. Where everything connects. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if you have a Logitech Harmony One remote, it's one of the right. top, you know, universal remotes. And I hit the little TV button and my Xbox comes on, the TV goes to the channel, my lights can come down and my temperature can go down. And what whatever. would you say if I told you that there's already a device out there trying to do that? Sounds like sounds like a sales job coming yeah. up. Can I have two and do I get a free set of steak knives? Unfortunately, <laughs> it's not available in Canada yet. Mm. The Amazon Echo, um, part of what Amazon's trying to do with that is to be the, the central hub of various disparate uh, smart home products, whether it's like a home supporting one or it supports uh, Samsung smart things or one of the other 50 million different kinds of languages. That's what they're kind of trying to do. Yeah, but I don't think they'll ever... It, you'll always get down to the the heads of these companies, you know, butting heads together yeah. and, and mm-hmm. not wanting to work together. And uh, Amazon's agree. kind of doing that with their, you know, licensing their smart array and their software for their um, units and stuff like that. Um, but I, I, I just, that's my thing. I want everything to kind of work, mm-hmm. I think easy to set up, and uh, then we'll see both those kind of go forward more. So, All right. So let's just wrap it up. Shout outs, everyone. I can do mine first. Yep. So uh, my shout out is to anyone who has a Nintendo Switch and is, is done and is done playing Zelda. Um, I always find a find a way to make my my shout out Nintendo Switch related. Uh, so are you sure you're not an employee of Nintendo? No, unfortunately. Uh, so one of the games that recently came out for the system is the first Canadian developed game. It's called Graceful Explosion Machine. It's made by a Toronto developer named Vetrix Pop. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, very simple, relatively cheap. I think it's like twelve ninety nine, um, and it's just a top down two D shooter. That's like a great pick up and play game. So if you're done playing Zelda and you want another game to play, that, mm-hmm. that's that's my recommendation. Zach, I hope you have a barn burner for us. Mm. Well, I'm gonna kind of like reiterate when I did last year, um, Cam's Wonderland. <laughs> it's op- opening the next weekend. It's my favorite place on earth. Um, except for here with you guys, because that's pretty great. That's okay. 
<laughs> but that's that's my shit of the week. I also saw Fast and Furious Eight. Pretty good movie. Um, a lot of explosions. You'd think that Michael Bay directed it, but he did not. Can't escape Michael Bay. You really can't. My shadow going is going to the greatest place on earth. At Tim Hortons. That's right, Tim Hortons. <laughs> the old Keep... standby. Oh, it's on a standby to me. Uh, the the main man yeah. standby. So my dad calls me the main man. The main man, is it? Yeah. yeah. Like 40, 40 years now. Canada one fifty cups. New latte. Tim Hortons, greatest place on earth. The new latte was pretty good. If you're not watching us on YouTube, Ian just held up a cup that has all these etchings of various Canadian-centric yeah. objects. Sure. Mostly Timbits and Double Double. Well, there's, hey, there's a Nuxia. There's a beaver. Syrup. Yeah, beaver. A train. A donut. A deer. A moose. This flowers. A loon. So it's yes. good. Maple, maple syrup. Maple syrup. Yeah, he's like maple syrup. Yeah, trees. Trees. Live it up. Um, my, yours. my shout out goes to the Leafs. I haven't watched hockey in like a hundred years. Uh, but you know, three games have gone into overtime in a four game series. It's been pretty exciting to watch. Um, and yeah, go Leafs, go Zach. Where can everyone find us? Yeah, so pretty much any social network Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Flipboard, Book. Um, you can it's just at Mobile Syrup. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure to leave a comment on this podcast whether it be on itunes or on mobileserve.com mm-hmm. and if you have any you know topic ideas or suggestions for next time shoot us out a message on twitter at yep. mobile syrup or at uh i'm at zach gilbert mm-hmm. i am at patrick underscore o'rourke uh inkblot ca <laughs> uh i'm at igor bonifacic name going <laughs> Uh, Thank you so much for listening and watching. Uh, We hope to see you next time. Take it easy. See ya. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.